to be here after a week away for us, which was, uh, which was nice. Um, right, why don't you turn to Joshua uh, chapter 1. We're going to finish up uh, chapter 1 this morning. While you're, uh, while you're turning there, just to uh, just say a couple. First of all, uh, Sam, great. You know, being bold, sharing. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it feels really relevant to what some of what I'm going to touch on this morning. So, good job. Um, also, just to say, if you, maybe you're watching at home or uh, you're uh, hello, by the way. Um, maybe you're uh, you've got young children. You know, it can feel difficult. I realize we, we're learning. It can feel difficult coming into like, here when there's young children running around and. On the rampage, it's normally ours, but just don't worry about it. We, we, it's just that the nature of church life as it is at the moment, we're family together, so if that hinders you from coming or anything, just, just don't worry. Um, I realize that's slightly self-serving that it's us doing the rampaging, but nonetheless, just feel at home. We're family together. Um, we don't need to be on, stand on ceremony like this when we're together, so do, don't let that be a hindrance to you uh, Yeah, coming and joining us uh, together. Right, Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to pick it up in verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord, your God, is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you've commanded us, we will do, and whatever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will fully obey you. Only may the Lord, your God, be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, Whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So Moses has just, has just died. The Israelites, they've been in the wilderness for some 40 years, wandering about, and they are about to enter the promised land. This is a huge, significant moment for, the, for, the people, for God's people. It's massive. This was a promise that God had made to his people back in the days of Abraham. So it's been a long, long time coming. But the, the people of God, the Israelites, they'd been here before. Back, if you, you can read it, back in, in Numbers 13, they'd been here before. They'd sent spies out into the land and they'd, they'd come back and uh, they'd said, yeah, it, we, we see it's a land of milk and honey. It looks good. Uh, but there's people there. They're, they're bigger than we are. They're stronger than we are. In fact, to them, we seem like grasshoppers. We seem like tiny insects. And so after this kind of uh, un, you know, unfavorable report, then uh, the people of Israel, they, they were in the wilderness. They're wandering about. You know, they, so they'd been at this moment before, but it had been a long time coming. And, uh, but Moses had just died, and now God speaks to Joshua to cross the River Jordan and to inherit the land. And so I want to look in our, in our time together this morning and just see how that is relevant for us here today 
2021. How is, how, is, how is this relevant to us today? Well, first of all, it begins with God speaking, right? I mean, it begins with God speaking. He uh, spoke to Abraham and, and promised him a descendant. He promised him this. He spoke to Moses, and now he speaks to Joshua. It begins with God speaking for us uh, even being here at, um, at City West, it, it began with God speaking. It wasn't just a, uh, an idea we kind of cooked up or dreamed up, but back in, back in 2013, if you, if you know the story, then uh, a number of us were just, were just praying and uh, about kind of a third sight at that time, and we, 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 just, we sensed God speaking to us. A number of us sensed God speaking to us. And that should always be the way with us when things start. Look at, at Genesis. It sp- starts with God speaking. And so whenever we're doing something, it begins with God speaking, primarily through, through his words, through scripture, but, but also through the prophetic. God wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to us. Today it was great with, with Sam just getting up and sharing. God wants to speak to us. So he wants to speak to us as individuals, together when we meet corporately. He wants to speak to us. Do you, do you believe that? Do you believe he wants to speak? One of the, the beauties of being back together is that we're able to hear God speaking to us together as a, as a family, as a body. We've really missed that over the last um, number of months. But God, he wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me. He wants to speak to us. Do you know his voice? Do you, do, you, do you know his voice? Have you, have you heard his voice recently? Or maybe, maybe you've fallen a little out of touch or maybe you've, just, you've never sensed God speak to you. Do you, just, do you spend time in his presence just, just waiting to hear from him? Or, or is it just kind of a, uh, you're just kind of babbling away and just praying, God, help me here, help me here, help me here, and, and yet not just spending time listening? It's not a relationship if you just speak all the time and don't listen, right? You've got to listen. And so I want to encourage us, I want to, just a remind us of the value of the prophetic when we gather together on a Sunday, just people stepping out, I think God might be saying this, I think God's saying this, and it's, it does all of us so good. We weigh it together as a body, and it, it encourages, it builds us up, it does us good. I wanna, we want to expect it. I was, it was wonderful, before we, um, uh, well, back uh, the early part of, two, of 2020, um, so before, uh, you know, before kind of this pandemic and so on, it was wonderful. We'd really got into a pattern on a Sunday of just coming and expecting to hear God speak to us. Several, you know, every meeting, several people would get up, encourage us, bless us. We'd a real sense of God clearly speaking among us. We came to expect it, and we want to continue to expect it as we gather together on a Sunday or maybe prayer meetings, life groups. We want to expect the voice of God, don't we? In fact, when, we're, when we look at some of the things that we've done as, uh, as City West, whether it be uh, Hope Initiative or Alpha, we, we can look back to, to moments where we've just sensed God God speaking, God just provoking and speaking and directing, and we want to expect that as we, as we go forward, as we, uh, just like the people of God, are stepping forward in something, we want to expect God to be speaking to us as together, amen? And even as individuals, we want to expect him to, to speak to us. He wants to speak to us to, to dispel fear and anxiety and to bring hope. He wants to speak to you this morning to dispel those fears and to bring hope. So it starts with God speaking. Uh, Secondly, it requires courage. It requires courage. We're told, uh, or Joshua is told several times here, be strong and courageous. Why is that? He'd been, Joshua had been preparing for this moment for a long time, right? He knew this wasn't kind of a, a surprise. He knew this was coming. He'd been prepared for this moment for a long, 
long time. So why, why now is God saying to him, be strong and courageous? Has he not prepared properly or uh, uh, is it a surprise? No, no, it's not that. The answer is because uh, God, the Israelites, they're hemmed in. His people, they're hemmed in. They'd been here before, like I mentioned. They'd, they'd been to this moment before where the promised land was in, within kind of touching distance and, and they'd, they'd been here before. But there were obstacles ahead. There were unknown giants in the land. In fact, there were 31 kings that would have to be defeated in this land, in the promised land to come. Going forward, it, it looked tricky. It looked difficult. First of all, you've got to cross the Jordan. But it, it looked hard. It looked difficult. And we can feel like that in, 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 when we think of the, that report in Numbers 13 where the, the spies came back and they said, oh, well, um, we, we seem like grasshoppers. We seem like tiny insects in the land compared to these people. And we can, we can look at things in our own lives or uh, together corporately as a, uh, as a church. We can look at things and think these, these obstacles, these challenges, compared to us, they, I, I feel like an insect. They feel huge. They feel like giants. And compared to that... I feel like an insect. I feel like a tiny little insect. We, we feel like tiny grasshoppers compared to these huge, seemingly huge obstacles in front of us. But that is not what God is calling his people to be. Verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. When we're looking at obstacles, we can, we can lose sight, whether it's in our own life or, or as, a, as a people, as a church, we can, we can look at obstacles and we can think, this is just, we can lose sight of what God has said. We can just lose sight of that and focus on the obstacle and think it's impossible. We can think, well, God, okay, God may have, have said this, but it's, it's seemingly impossible. God may have spoke to, spoken to me about this, but it's, it's seemingly impossible. But when we get our identity as God's people, I touched on this a few weeks ago, when we we get our identity as God's people, when we understand how big God is in comparison to our obstacles, then we realize he will will lead us through, just like he will lead the people of Israel through, just like he will lead God's people through. He will make a way. Despite the size of the obstacles in front of us, when we know how much bigger God is and we grasp our identity, we can trust that he will lead us through. He will make away. We mustn't get distracted by some of these things that just look so impossible. You know, moving, as we move forward, just, just like the, uh, the people, the Israelites here, moving forward, you can get so preoccupied with practicalities. We can get so preoccupied with practicalities. Even for us, maybe coming out of lockdown, we can get so preoccupied and think, well, how, how is this going to work? We can only fit so many people in like this, and uh, how are we going to get, you know, children's work and so on? How are we going to get reach out to the community and make space for, for guests and visitors to come and join us. How are we going to do all of this? And we were doing Alpha, and then that had to stop. And uh, how are we going to do all of this? And we can get so preoccupied with, with practicalities that we, we forget that it's the God of the impossible that we, that's leading us. We forget it's the God of the impossible who is leading us. We can get preoccupied with fear. For us, maybe fear of coming out of lockdown, maybe fear of, be, of being among people, being together. We can get preoccupied with fear and anxiety, fear of being with people, fear of, of, fear of getting sick. We can get, get preoccupied with these fears and they can, they can start to fill our minds and, and cause anxiety. And we must remember that God is so much bigger. He's the God of the impossible. 
So it starts with God speaking, it requires courage, and it requires obedience and faith. He has led us this far. Right? For the people of Israel, he's led them this far. It's, for us, it's for them as well. It's, it's one step in front of the other, trusting that he will, he will take care of the bumps along the way as we step forward. As we put one foot in front of the other, he will take care of the bumps along the way. Let's not get too preoccupied with all the details. They will get sorted out. It's a scary place to be, isn't it? Put yourself in the, in the shoes of the, the Israelites at this point. You know, they've got to cross the Jordan, and uh, they know there's giants in the land, and there's obstacles. It's a, it's a scary place to be, to trust God, to take that step and just say, well, I, I don't understand all these details. I don't know how these practicalities are going to sort themselves out, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other, and I'm going to trust God for the details will work out along the way. It's a scary place to be. But it's also the safest place to be, right? To be in that place of trusting God. It's the safest place to be. Trusting him as he unveils his plans and strategies. It's the, it's the safest place to be. But it doesn't always make sense. If, we, uh, if you've been reading through the book of Joshua or you know your Bible, in, in chapter 6 it talks about the fall of Jericho and they kind of, uh, God spoke to them and they you know, marched around and the walls and blew trumpets and... Uh, See, Phil, it doesn't really make much sense. It's not kind of practical human wisdom, is it? That's how you, how you take a place, by marching around with trumpets. Right? It doesn't really make sense. But, but yet, this it, is sometimes how God works. It doesn't always make sense to us. But as they are obedient, God gives them the victory. Yeah? As they are obedient, as they are courageous, as they step out, as they put one foot in front of the other, God gives them the victory. God does the hard work. We're just obedient with the next step. And so, true, so the same is true for us here at City West. We, we don't have all the details worked out. We know that God's told us to go to the, the west of the city. And originally, you know, that started out at St. Peter's on Park Lane. And, and now, then more recently led us here and, and to meet in West Earlham. And you know, he's spoken to us about reaching out to families, broken families. He's spoken to us uh, that worship and prayer are going to be key parts of what we do here. And, and we don't always know what all of the all of the details are going to look like. We don't necessarily know what, how it's going to work. Well, how are we going to uh, see, see broken families re- save by the gospel, reach by the gospel, and, and come to know him? We don't, we don't necessarily know all of those details, but we take one, one step forward, another step forward, trusting that God will work out all the details. We follow in obedience. God speaks. We take bold steps in obedience, and we trust that God will work out the details as we go. For King's church as a whole, just before lockdown, he, God spoke to us about, uh, it was a picture about from a, uh, a constable to a Picasso that things are going to look different. You know, there's going to be a, uh, it'll be a different as we come out of lockdown and things will change just in church life, that things would not look the same. So we, we trust God. We listen for his voice, his leading. We take bold steps, trusting him, not too worried about all the details as we go forward. We take steps forward in faith trusting that on this journey, God unfolds his plan before us. But there will be obstacles. There will be obstacles. There will be mountains as we go forward, as each of us go forward in our own lives, and as we go forward together as people. There will be obstacles. There will be mountains. Maybe some of you right now are facing down mountains in your own life, facing down huge mountains. Mountains maybe of of debt, Relationship breakdown, depression, sickness, um, 
loneliness, fear, anxiety, um, anything. And sometimes these, these obstacles, they can, they, can, they can occupy our every waking moment, can't they? Ob- obstructing our view of the path ahead. So how is it we can, we can move forward when there's, when there's uncertainty, when there's unknowns, when there's fear? How, how can we move forward in obedience and faith? Well, the answer is in verse 9. And it's a, we, the answer is that we don't go alone. Verse 9, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. If you know and follow Jesus, then the Bible tells us that he died and he was raised from the dead and ascended into heaven. But his spirit is alive in you and me now. And whatever we do, whether it's, it's, it's work, school, university, uh, to, uh, at home, looking, ring up a family tomorrow morning, he is with you. By his spirit, he is with you. If you're out delivering uh, food parcels for Hope Initiative, he is with you. If you're sharing your faith with somebody in the office or a family member, he is with you. He's with us. His spirit is with us. It's alive in and through us. And today, Jesus ascended into heaven, is at the right hand of the Father, interceding, praying for you and for me. And so we're to hold on to his words and to to stand strong in our faith each day, knowing that he's with us. When we face mountains, God is with me. When we face these obstacles, we can can trust God is with me. When we we think about all that God has called us to as a a site and as a church, we think, how are we going to reach the the, the city? How are we going to reach the lost? We can think, well, God is with us. God is with us. When we face uncertainty and we think, well, how's... Uh, maybe a job in, um, uh, you know, jobs looking uncertain, and you think, uh, what am I going to do? God is with me. God is with me. Trusting that God is with us and will make a way. When we think of how, how are we going to see the lost saved? Well, it's God that, that changes hearts. It's God that saves, not us. We take steps of boldness, of obedience, trusting him, but it's God who changes hearts. It's God who saves so God, it starts with God speaking. It requires courage, obedience and faith. But we don't go alone. We do not go forwards alone. And then lastly, I want to touch on something in, uh, in verse 12. And uh, there are three tribes mentioned in, in verse 12. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And... Uh, it says, if, what's going on there, it, it, essentially they wanted to stay. They didn't want to cross over into the Jordan. They wanted to stay, and Joshua reminds them of, uh, well, hold on, you, you, know, you promised Moses, and uh, you need to come with us. We need to go together. And uh, you know, if you think about it, the people of Israel, they've been in the wilderness for 40 years. They've had this promise of the, the promised land, but they'd been, they, you know, they'd been there before. Oh, there's giants in the land, there's obstacles, and... Uh, it's been a long time, right? And, um, okay, it's not clear, but I want to suggest what was going on there was that uh, I think they'd given up hope. I think they'd given up and thought, well, you know, this promise, maybe we're just not going to see it. Like, Moses is gone, and uh, maybe God's just not going to come through for us. And you know what? We're, we're settled here. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, it might not be as good as the, a land, the promised land, but it's, it's good, it's safe. And I think, they, to a degree, they'd given up on God. They'd given up hope. 
And uh, I want to... Have you given up on God? Have you lost hope? Maybe that unanswered prayer, maybe someone you know is, is sick and unwell, or you are sick and unwell and need healing, and yet you, you've been praying for it, trusting, but just haven't seen it happen. It's easy to lose hope, isn't it? It's easy to, to give up on God. Maybe that relationship difficulty. You can look at it and think, oh, I, 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 can't, see, I can't see it changing. I've, I've prayed about it. I've, I've sought a Lord about it, but I've, I've not seen it change. It's easy to give up on God. It's easy to lose hope. Maybe yourself, you've, you, you, you notice patterns of behavior in your life, and, and uh, you think, well, I've really tried to, to break free of this, but uh, I just I keep, getting, keep getting snarled up in it. I keep getting caught up in it again. And it's easy to sort of give up on yourself, isn't it? And think, oh, I, I just, you know, I can't do this. I can't get out of it. Maybe some sort of provision. Maybe a, a job and you think, oh, well, I've been looking and I've been applying and I keep getting rejected and I've been praying. And it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to lose hope. Maybe a, a situation you need to see change. I don't know, debt depression, anxiety, something you just need to see changed and delivered from. It's easy to lose hope. Maybe for us at, at City West, as we gather together again, you can think, oh, well, you know, uh, before the pandemic, it was, there was, you know, God was speaking and Alpha was going and, uh, you know, there were loads more people here together as we gathered and, and you think, oh, it's, it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to lose hope. It's easy to give up on God. How are we going to see all these things that God has, has called us to? How are we going to see them come out? I don't, I don't understand. I, don't, I can't figure it out. But it's easy to lose hope. But I want to encourage you. Don't, don't give up on God. Don't, don't lose hope. He's not given up on you. He's, he's not going to give up on you. He hasn't and he's not going to give up on you. Do not lose hope. There is hope. He wants to, this morning I believe he wants to inject fresh hope into, into us together corporately for, for all that God has got for us going, going, coming out of lockdown. He wants to inject a fresh sense of hope for us together. But maybe personally, just facing a situation and, and praying it and feel like your prayers are falling on deaf ears, I, th- I believe he wants to inject fresh hope into your situation this morning. Maybe uh, you guys can come back up and uh, ready yourselves and... Um, should we stand and uh, just uh, just respond before we uh, before we worship?